Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God is faithful to his word. And when you're faithful to his word, supernatural results take place. Because doers of the word are blessed, not just the hearers. Hearing's good. Hearing's part of the equation. Hear it so much that it gets into your pores. It gets into your thought life. It changes your thought patterns. Develops a Christ-like emotional intelligence. Because it matters how we treat people before the Father. Not just brothers and sisters in Christ, even, even unbelievers. Even rank heathens and homeless people. People that uh, are uh, lack understanding. We need to be patient with them. A lot of churches crowd for more people. We don't want other people from other churches. We want new converts, Lord. And then he brings in a bunch of people and they're just not churched. And they act ways that uh, would be... Uh, well, it's, it becomes a nursery. You got a bunch of baby Christians together. You got a lot of nursery. You got a lot of crying going on. Got a lot of diaper changing. You got a lot of uh, noise pollution. And it's how we handle that as um, elder brothers and sisters of the Lord and the pastorship treats people. Sure, you need safety security protocols in place because, you know, the devil will try to put somebody in that's uh, violent and, uh, and basically there just to disturb the service. Um, I personally believe there's, there, there is a inner court churches, uh, meat and potato type stuff. And then there is the, uh, outer court churches or, or outreach centers. Uh, some churches don't need to be trying to be all visitor friendly. They just need to plant, take a bunch of people, a core of evangelists and missionary workers and uh, go uh, set up a, in a temporary tabernacle of, a, of an old uh, grocery store or um, some strip mall or warehouse and establish that as an outreach center where you'll deal with stuff like that. And when you do, be prepared. The, uh, the, the stables will get messy. But you're out in the field doing your stuff. It's not going to be intercourt church. I'm protective of intercourt church, but I'm also protective of, of street evangelists and those who go out the highways and byways. And those who get saved, they need a safe haven, a safe nursery to have uh, good, effective ministers of the New Testament to... Um, to give them the pure milk of the word of God, to get them founded in the in the love of God and the and the the loving free gift of righteousness, who and what and where they are in Him, and how to be led by the Holy Ghost. They got to know their rights in Jesus. Sickness has no place in in Jesus. Sin has no power over us in Jesus. Those who set their mind on the spirit, uh, sin has no power over us. Now, if we get carnal, well, yeah, we go we go down the carnal path. But to the degree that we choose to abide in the secret place and fill ourselves up with the word is the degree that we have fruit and can put the flesh under, can put our neurotic soul 
and subjective feelings under and our born again spirit can freely express itself which is born, which is wall to wall holy ghost that's the part of us that's that makes our body the temple of the holy spirit our born again spirit and god is in that born again spirit and to the degree we renew our mind he can work in our mind our will our emotions and intellect aka our soul which is a spiritual element we we take that with us uh, when we step out of our bodies so crucial to understand that if we're going to do evangelism it ain't going to be all primy and perfect and you can't be harsh with the with the little children the babies have to be uh, coddled and loved and changed uh and fed and reminded of God's love for them. I'll pull over here so I can finish this one take without post-editing a lot. So we have this precious ministry of reconciliation. Salvi 2 core 5, that's, that's my hashtag when I'm Speaking to the loss and doing more EVG work. EVG is a, uh, an abbreviation for evangelist, or you could also use it as evangelism. And it's good for churches to, to have services devoted to for visitors. It's bad if you allow people go, well, tongues freak me out and prophecies freak me out and that's weird. This like, And then you start coddling to that. I watched a church in the 80s that I grew up in uh, do that. And it became very dry and dead and, and heady philosophical. And, uh, there was no true work of the Lord there anymore, at least the way God intended. God had to take, take that mantle and give it to somebody else, unfortunately for that city. So I'm protective of that. We need to have Holy Ghost meetings. We need to be uh, visitation friendly versus visitor friendly. But if we're walking in love, we'll walk in humbleness and kindness to people who end up, who, who end up showing up. In fact, churches should have teams of trained, uh, able ministers of the New Testament that are trained in dealing with people and, and explaining the basis of Jesus and etiquette and propriety in a church it's holy it's not a, it's not a uh, it's not like the world things in the world where that are rewarded hustle and backstabbing and stepping on people in the world you get rewarded for that in god it's like no you get demoted for that <laughs> it's the law of opposites really the more you serve the more you die to your old self not to your new self your old self you will, you'll be transformed from faith to faith and glory to glory instead of being conformed to this world. And so there needs to be trained team members to, to kindly listen to people and kindly direct and train baby Christians. This is how we walk in faith. This is how we honor the Holy Spirit. This is how we honor God. It's not, you know, steal the show. 
and act crazy. No, we always come with holiness. We begin all of our prayer life and corporate or privately with hallowed be thy name. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You don't have to say it as a a liturgy or as a, uh, by rote. Of course, I grew up Catholic, so I always, I, I know this because I grew up doing it by rote. Had no idea what I was talking about. I respected it. I revered it. But your prayer life needs to have those elements of holiness. And then as the spirit moves, then you learn how to be rooted and grounded in the word. You don't you'll recognize that that, that thought wasn't the Lord. It was a it was a demon trying to impersonate the Holy Spirit to, to ruin the corporate anointing. That's a, a that's a, one of those things that we gotta learn as a baby Christian is one. Are the loving free gift of right, that love of God's got to be permeated in us, that we are loved. God loves us. Our faith works by love. Guard against uh, fear, pride, and hypercritical, hypocritical bitterness. But also our identity in Christ, who and what and where we are and what authority we have as believers. And then how to be led by the Holy Ghost, how to recognize the Holy Ghost. Those are those things that uh, were the corporate anointing for baby Christians who come in humbly. You know, as, as someone who's a uh, someone who goes out and in uh, highways and byways minister who connects with people, um, I'm more interested in uh, those who you know. Jesus said, "My sheep hear my voice, and a voice of a stranger they will not follow." And there is a natural phenomenon, not, not, not even phenomenon, that's not, that's not the right word. It's just na- nature, nature. You look at sheep. There's a video out there if you, where, the, where the little children are trying to distract the sheep and they're in their field and they're feeding on the grass and they're doing their thing. And they literally ignore all the noise. And then the shepherd shows up, calls them, and they look up quickly and they run to them. Because they know the voice of their good shepherd. Jesus himself said, I got sheep. And he goes, I got sheep elsewhere. And we got to get them. Um, and, and his specific earthly calling before he took on the messianic calling was seeking the lost sheep of Israel. We're called as, as, as the Gentile church and the age of the church is to seek the, uh, the, those who are lost in the world who God is courting them right now, and they are hearing the voice of the Good Shepherd. The Father is working in them to respond to the gospel. There isn't no gimmick. There's no need for hype. I think there's great ways to communicate. You should learn mass, mass communication. You should learn how to, how to, how to communicate publicly, uh, clearly. There's, there's a discipline in that that's, that's uh, important because you can really, you can't unring a bell. So you really need to learn how to speak properly. Learn to learn how to treat people too. Interpersonal relationship skills as well. But if I speak to a thousand people and one person shows up and responds, that's the person who is Jesus' sheep. That's the person I'll give my time, talent, and treasure to and love on them. Ministry is love. Submission is love. Loving, walking in love, then that's 
that's the commandment of the New Testament is love one another. I, I want to be an effective minister, which you, you could re- easily replace, effective lover of the New Testament. It's love to serve. I mean, people go, I'm a minister, so you should serve me. You don't know what minister is. You're using that as a, it's to manipulate, to be self-serving. And that is a violation of the, of the royal commandment, the royal law of love in Christ Jesus. It's, it's that uh, the law of life in Christ Jesus sets us free from the law of sin and death. Well, how do we out- activate that law of life in Christ Jesus that separates us, uh, that uh, redeems us from uh, sin and death? The commandment of love. If you're born again, you have the power to become a son of God. You have the power to become a son of love. Religious people get away from that love stuff because they want excuses not to love people. They want excuses to, to put the homeless person over in the corner because he may stink or, or uh, an excuse to uh, uh, only honor those who are, uh, can they give good offerings to the church. Or their ministry. And it's good to honor those, honor, give honor where honors due, but not to show partiality. Have special meetings for your partners, have special meetings for your elders, but never, never in a, in a especially in a, in a general church meeting, um, repel people away from Christ. Now, obviously, if they're being inappropriate and they won't, they won't adhere to instruction. You, you lovingly remind, instruct them, and if they don't want to be instructed, then, well, they volunteer themselves for, for judgment. Correction. If they don't want to submit to the correction, then you call the police and issue a no trespassing warning. I mean, may they get saved someplace else, but you got to protect your flock. That's why it's important to have church in one location, have outreach center work someplace else. And in this day and age, it's easy to believe God for a couple million dollars. You can believe God for a couple million dollars for your foo-foo projects. You can believe God for a couple million dollars for some, uh, for some uh, field uh, ministers to get out there and bring them into a, an environment that will help them grow. And then once they, they mature after a year or two, then they might go, hey, let's go to the, let's go to the big church. Let's go where the, the, uh, the, our pastor's pastor is and, and, and start feeding on the, the pure uh, meat of the word of God, which is great because I'm a carnivore. You know, yeah, meat. <laughs> but you got to have teeth to eat meat or something to <laughs> chop it up for you. All right, spoken enough. Peace and love as you work out your own salvation. In Jesus' holy name, amen.